Hi there. So let's continue with chapter two. And today's topic is literally really making me curious because it's about Maya. Everyone's hot topic, I think. So let's get into that. So the topic goes as Maya, the cosmic wheel. Let's see what Swami Rama describes about Maya. One day, I said to my master, Sir, I have been taught that avidya, ignorance, and maya, illusion, are one and the same. But I do not really understand what maya is. He often taught by demonstration. So, he said, Tomorrow morning, I will show you what maya is. I could not sleep that night. I thought, tomorrow morning, I am going to meet Maya. The next day, we went for our morning ablutions as usual. Then we met again afterwards. We bathed in the Ganges. Afterwards, I did not feel like I could sit for meditation because I was so excited by the prospect of the mystery of Maya being unveiled. On our way back to the cave, we came upon a big dry trunk of a tree. My master rushed up to the tree and wrapped himself around it. I had never seen him run so fast before. He called out, Are you my disciple? Then help me. I said, Huh, you have helped so many people and today you need my help? What has happened to you? I was afraid of that tree. I wouldn't go near it because I feared it would also entrap me. I thought, if the tree also entraps me, then who will help us both? He cried, help me. Take hold of my foot and try your best to pull me away. I tried with all my might, but I could not separate him from the tree. Then he said, my body has been caught by this tree trunk. I exhausted myself trying to pull him from the tree. Finally, I stopped to think and I said to him, How is this possible? The tree trunk has no power to hold you. What are you doing? He laughed and said, This is Maya. My master explained, Anadi Vidya cosmic illusion to me just as Shankara had described it. He said that avidya means individual ignorance while maya is both individual and cosmic illusion. Ma means no and ya means that, that which is non-self-existent yet appears to exist like a mirage is called maya. Then he explained another school of philosophy which maintains that Maya is universal illusion and also the mother of the universe. He told me that in Tantra, Tantra philosophy, Maya is considered to be both cosmic Shakti and the primal force or Kundalini, the latent force in all human beings. By focusing one's awareness on the Absolute, this sleeping force is awakened within and directed towards the center of consciousness. 
when one comes in touch with this power he can easily attain the highest level of consciousness those who do not awaken this force of shakti remain forever brute and ignorant after describing the philosophies of maya he said when we devote our mind energy and resources to believing in that which is non-existent then it appears to exist that and that is maya don't contemplate on evil devils sins avidya or maya and thereby put yourself in a state of stress and worry even spiritual people become become preoccupied with blaming the world for their lack of progress this weakness is significant in creating obstacles for lack of sincerity honesty faithfulness and truthfulness we do not realize that which we are we project our weakness and think that the objects of the worlds are the source of our obstacles he told me to practice non attachment and constant awareness he said the strongest of bondages is created by attachment which makes one weak ignorant and unaware of the absolute reality maya or illusion is deeply rooted in attachment when we are attached to or have a desire for something it becomes a source of illusion for us those who are free from attachments and have directed their desires towards spiritual growth are free from the bondage of maya illusion the less attachment the more inner strength the more inner strength the nearer the goal vairagya and abhyasa non attachment and constant awareness of absolute reality or like two wings of a bird which can fly from the plane of mortality to the height of immortality those who do not allow their wings to be clipped by the illusion of maya can attain perfection many people confuse attachment with love but in attachment you become you become selfish interested in your own pleasure and you misuse love you become possessive and try to gain the objects of your desires attachment creates bondage which while love bestows freedom when yogis speak of non attachment they are not teaching indifference but are teaching how to genuinely and selflessly love others non attachment properly understood means love non attachment or love can be practiced by those who live in the world as well as those who are renunciates the message which i received on the sands of the ganges in in the himalayas helped me to understand that illusion is self induced by imparting this knowledge my beloved master made me aware of the nature of cosmic illusion and the individual barriers we create so after reading this i feel that i have to read this one more time to really understand maya don't you also feel so okay so the next topic is bitter truth with blessed effects
I remember an occasion when I was traveling with my master. The station master in a town we were passing through came to me and said, Sir, give me something to practice and I promise I will follow it faithfully. My master said to me, give him something definite to practice. I said, why should one fool misguide another? It will be better if you instruct him. So my master said, from this day on, don't lie. Practice this rule faithfully for the next three months. Most of the employees of the railroad in that area were dishonest and took bribes. But this man decided that he would not take bribes or lie anymore. That very same week, a supervisor from the head office came to investigate him and his assistants. The station master answered the probing questions of the supervisor honestly. This enquiry brought serious trouble to his staff. All the employees who had been taking bribes, including the station master himself, were prosecuted. He thought it has been only 13 days and look at the difficulty I am in. What is going to happen to me in three months time? Soon his wife and children left him. Within a month, his life had crumbled like a house of cards from a single touch. That day, the station master was in great agony and we were some 300 miles away on a bank of the Narmada River. My master was lying under the tree when he suddenly began laughing. He said, do you know what is happening? That man whom I instructed not to lie is in jail today. I asked, then why are you laughing? He answered, I am not laughing at him. I am laughing at the foolish world. Twelve people in that man's office had gotten together and said he was a liar, although he had been speaking the truth. They accused him of being the only one guilty of taking bribes. He was put in jail and all the others were released. When the station master went to the court, the judge looked down at him from the bench and asked, Where is your attorney? I don't need one, the judge said, but I want someone to help you. No, said the station master. I don't need an attorney. I want to speak the truth. No matter how many years you put me behind bars, I won't lie. I used to share my share in bribes. Then I met a sage who told me never to lie, no matter what. My wife and children have left me. I have lost my job. I have no money or friends and I am in jail. All these things have happened in one month. I have to examine truth for two or more months, no matter what happens. Sir, put me behind bars. I don't care. The judge called the recess and quietly called the man to his chamber. He asked, who was the sage who told you this? The man described him. Fortunately, the judge was the disciple of my master. He acquitted the station master and said, you are on the right path. Stick to it. I wish I could do the same. After three months, that man did not have anything. On the exact day that the three months were up, he was sitting quietly under a tree 
when he received a telegram saying your father had a huge plot of land that was taken long ago by the government the government now wants to give you compensation they gave him 1 million rupees he had not known about the land which was in a different province he thought today i have completed 3 months of not lying and i have been rewarded so much he gave the compensation to his wife and children and they happily said we want to come back to you no he said until now i have only seen what happens by not lying for 3 months now i want to find out what will happen if i do not lie for the rest of my life truth is the ultimate goal of human life and if it is practiced with mind speech and action the goal can be reached truth can be attained by practicing non lying and by not doing those actions which are against one's own conscience conscience is the best of guides the next chapter goes like this you teach others but deprive me one day i told my master you have been cheating me when we are inadequate ourselves but our ego is strong we tend to blame others he asked what's the matter i said you think i'm still a child and you are withholding things from me tell me what am i withholding you're not showing me god perhaps you cannot but can only teach me about god if that is the limit of your powers then you should be honest he answered i will show you god tomorrow morning i asked really he replied most certainly are you prepared i used to meditate regularly before going to bed but that night i could not i was sure that in the morning i would get to see god so what was the point of meditating i was so restless and excited i did not sleep the whole night early in the morning i went to my master i did not even bathe i thought when my master is showing me god why take time for a bath i just slapped my face patted down my hair and presented myself to him he said take your seat i thought now he is going to show me god i was seldom humble but i became extraordinarily humble that morning i bowed before him many times he looked at me and said what has happened to you what is this funny business why are you abnormally emotional i said did you forget you promised that you would show me god he said okay let me know what type of god you prepare to see i said sir are there many types he asked what is your concept and definition of god i will show you god exactly according to your conviction and definition everyone wants to see god without having any firm conviction of god in their minds and hearts if you are searching and are not firm and sure regarding the object of your search what will you find if i tell you 
that whatsoever you see is God, you're not going to be satisfied. If I say God is within you, still you won't be satisfied. Suppose I show you God and you say, no, that's not God. What am I doing, going to do then? So you tell me the way you think about God and I will produce that God for you. I told him, wait a moment, let me think. He said, God is not within the range of your thinking. Go back to your meditation seat and when you are ready, let me know. Come to me, come to see me anytime you want after you have decided what type of God you want to see. I don't lie, I'll show you God. That is my duty to show you God. I tried my best to imagine what God would be like, but my imagination could not go beyond the human form. My mind ranged over the kingdom of plants, then, then the kingdom of animals, then human beings. So I imagined a wise and handsome man who was very strong and powerful. And I thought, God must look like this. Then I realized that I was making a foolish demand. What could I experience when I didn't have clarity of mind? Finally, I went to my master and said, Sir, show me that God who can free us of miseries and who can give us happiness. He said, that is a state of equilibrium and tranquility which you must cultivate for yourself. Without having clarity of mind, a mere desire to see God is just like groping in the dark. I found out that the human mind has its boundaries and can visualize only according to its limited resources. No human being can possibly explain what God is or conceive of God mentally. One can say God is truth, a fountain of love, absolute reality or the one who manifested this universe. But these are all abstract ideas which do not satisfy the desire to see God. Then, what is there to be seen? Those who believe God is a being can imagine and see a vision. But in reality, God cannot be seen through human eyes. God can only be realized by realizing the real self and the self of all. So when a student has the attitude, I want to see God, my teacher is not showing me God. My teacher is not giving me what I want. He must finally realize that it is not a matter of the teacher's duty. Find out if you are making inappropriate demands and instead of demanding from the teacher, transform yourself from within. God is within you and that which is within you is subject to self-realization. No one can show God to anyone else. One has to independently realize his real self. Thereby, he realizes the self of all, which is called God. In the state of ignorance, the student thinks that God is particular being and he wants to see that being exactly as he sees something in the external world. It never happens. 
but when he realizes that god is truth and practices truth in action and speech then his ignorance about the nature of god disappears and self realization dawns so that's for today thanks for listening